boom, two planker podcast. We got E Cook and uh, Ethan. Thank you for joining us, dude. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> so, this dude, I'm really happy to get this done. Everyone has requested you for a while. We met briefly last year at X Games, and so uh, we're doing it. So, we, tell everyone where you're at right now. You're in Europe. Yes, sir. Right now I am in Innsbruck, Austria with uh, Danny B and Simo, and uh, we're just filming. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into everything and how you got to this point because everyone's got a lot of questions about how a kid from Pennsylvania pretty much is out here filming like some of the biggest videos there are. So let's start off just back origin story where are you from originally origin story originally i'm from pennsylvania harrisburg pennsylvania and uh i grew up riding at round top mountain resort which is a pretty small resort yeah that's where uh steve step grew up that's where ryan barrick grew yeah. up Steve yeah. step ryan barrick Derek Simpson, Mike Yurick, all all some big skiers out of there. Yeah. But and how old are you now? I'm 20 now. Yeah. Okay, so you were the youngest of all of them. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I have my own friend group that I grew up skiing and snowboarding with there, and they're all my age. But, yeah, Barrick and them are a few years older than me. Yeah. And so when you were younger – were you like, were you always the filmer of the group or was it kind of the natural progression where it's like, damn, everyone's getting really good. I guess I'll film. Uh, yeah, I was definitely always the filmer. I was never good enough and never like felt the need to like be skiing yeah. like that. Um, I actually met Ryan Berk and a lot of people for the first time because I was filming this one day and I remember Ryan Barrick doing, trying to do a 1080, which to me was a crazy stunt. And uh, yeah, he knocked himself out and I was the only one with the clip. So it was a pretty funny introduction to a lot of people there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, did you have any, uh... well, I'll, I'll ask you this first before we before we move on from Pennsylvania. So, do you have any siblings? Like, what your parents do for work? Like, what 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 was like their life outside of filming and skiing? Yeah. So, no, I'm an only child. But uh, growing up, I I did a bunch of sports. Uh, played volleyball in high school, and um, my dad was in the Marines for like 30 years or something and the DEA, which was pretty crazy to grow up in a household like that. And, uh, my mom is a counselor at, at like a local college. So. Yeah. Sick. So pretty normal. <laughs> I mean, as normal as it can be, what was what was it like having your dad work for the DEA? It was actually pretty crazy because uh, I would I would like be playing football or baseball when I was younger, and uh, 
from what he told me, like he would run into people that he would be like getting intel from, I guess, and they would like try to talk to him at the game and he would tell them like that's that's not like a chill thing to be doing. <laughs> that's why and uh I remember like going on like it was chill, but like I do remember like going on surveillance to like see if this one car was in this neighborhood a few times and uh my mom would get super upset by that so <laughs> all right so super weird super weird childhood uh let's talk yeah. about like early early uh inspirations and all that since you were a filmer right out the gate who are you watching and like what was uh, getting you stoked yeah so growing up i had a gopro and entered this contest for woodward a free week to woodward to film for their film camp and uh i actually ended up winning and then uh went to woodward with the gopro contest and uh met one of my idols ty evans who filmed like fully flared and yeah right and a lot of a lot of the classic skateboard videos he's filming naja now and Definitely has switched his style, but back in the day was filming some of the craziest stuff on the VX and yeah, big inspiration for me growing up and it was crazy meeting him. And during that week, I actually like became good friends with him and this other guy, JP. And, uh, I, I won another contest while I was there to film for a week in LA and yeah that was a pretty crazy experience yeah that's so i actually that went like far off from your question nah you're good you're good i like i like jumping around a little bit so i actually hit up owen dahlberg before this and i I asked him if he had any questions for you and he and he mentioned that story you just said he said uh what what inspired you the most to start using a cam to start using a camcorder style camera Growing up, you were a little film prodigy at Woodward filming with Ty Evans. When did you make the switch? So was it your experience at Woodward that kind of switched up your filming style? No, actually, not at all. It, <laughs> going to Woodward fed into like, like me filming like high HD style. And I... Yeah, I was like super focused on like the Hollywood look of things and cinema cameras because when I was at Woodward, I was only filming on like red cameras Mm -hmm. and I was like 13. So it was like the coolest thing ever to be able to film like super slow-mo and red cameras is like, yeah, a dream because like when you're growing up, that's like the coolest stuff. But uh, yes. Um, I moved into filming camcorder style because I got like super influenced by skateboarding eventually and was like, I was at Woodward seeing like all the, all the people I was filming and I wasn't filming them that way at all. I was like filming them the Hollywood way and, and I wanted to be like more in skating and like Mm -hmm. do it real so 
I actually went to Woodward Copper on my way moving to Utah and met Quinn Wolferman and used his camcorder and I I was just hooked on it and then I bought it from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's pretty. Tight. That's the camera I still rock and has like made all the videos that like everyone is hyped on. Yeah. So, so what camera is that that you're using now? Yeah, the camera I'm using now is uh the Panasonic HCX1. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that tapes? Is that uh... no? Uh, it's it's SD card. Yeah. It's like the HMC 150 kind of, but the newer one. It, it has 4K, but yeah, only film in 1080 on it. So why did you feel like filming like camcorder style was uh, was superior to like the super HD Hollywood look? Because I feel like for skating, yeah. a lot of it skating, it's like it's part of the culture. You know, but yeah, for skiing, I, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I think I just got to a point with the like Hollywood look of things where I was like, I, I don't want to like sound cocky, but like I just felt like I couldn't really like do anything more with it. At least like for like what I was doing in my age, I like had learned everything I like could with it. And I was like, I don't know. I just was ready to like try something new. And with like, yeah, the camcorder, I could be zooming and like twisting it around a lot more. And it was just like easier to transfer the files was a big thing. But I really noticed how like the VX and the HMC and HVX were like these like big cameras and skating that like people really had a lot of like respect for and i wanted to like bring that type of culture more into skiing Mm -hmm. because yeah you can totally do whatever you want and people will like it but i feel like progressing skiing and filming and skiing to like make stuff that's sick would be really cool yeah, well, I think skiing take, skiing could take a lot from skate culture. Like I saw, I was going through my archive stories because I wasn't sure if we did a viewer questions for the slide. Like back when we first tried to set up the interview, and I remember seeing that during that LA snowstorm, a bunch of snowboarders hit the Hollywood yeah. High Rail, and yeah, I was I like, that on Jankum, I think. Yeah, and I was like, why didn't any ski crews try to hit any iconic? Skate spots, bigger rails than that too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know it, but it's tough. It, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before, and it's just, uh, yeah, we can learn a lot from skate culture. They're, they've definitely got a lot more going on, and uh, and snowboarding taps into that, I think, a little bit more readily, just since it's a lot of those same guys. Um, I'm always, I'm yeah. always talking to people about this, especially especially Patrick Ring, because. Uh, he's he's big in the skate scene too and uh we're always saying how snowboarding's five years behind skateboarding and skiing's 10 to 15 years behind that so yeah it'll come it's it's just a lot of people have to like get together and want to progress it and not just like 
do the same things over and over. Yeah. Do you think there's a trend coming down the pike that, uh, that skating and snowboarding already got that skiing still hasn't picked up on it, but it's coming soon for sure. Yeah. I, I see it everywhere and I, I, I go everywhere. I've been traveling so much this year and I, I see the way the culture is changing, at least in what people are wearing. Like people seem to care a lot right now about what people are wearing how they're wearing it and like the fit of things. And mm. yeah, I think, I think ski culture is catching on and like a lot of like fish eyes coming into play and the HVX is like really popping right now in, in skiing. Yeah. Word. Um, all right. I want to talk to you about moving out to Utah, but you said there was another, before we depart that, there was a there was another video contest out in LA that you won like around the Woodward time. Yeah, so I can speak on that. Um, yeah. When I was at Woodward, yeah, I I was like selected, I guess, to go to LA and film for a week with Ty Evans and JP in their van called the Shot Over Van. And it's got this crazy camera system on the front. It's a red camera and a gimbal. And yeah, basically they just invited me out to, and they said, film whatever you want. And they drove me around. I got to uh, skate with Chris Colburn and Jordan Maxim. And the footage is out there. There's a whole like recap video of this that I can uh, send the link to. It's pretty funny. I'm, I'm like, I think 13 in it. And I'm like, they like tell me on stage and I, I like start crying. And then like, I go and they're like having me like act kind of like, Oh, like good to see you. And I had already seen them. So it's like super awkward, but no, it was a really like pretty life-changing experience to go out there. And Yeah. At, at that age, it was just like crazy for for me. Yeah, that's so sick. So you made the move out to Utah. Did you? Was that just? I mean, t- you could tell us a story about moving out to Utah. Did you have any plans to go to college? I'm not sure if you went to college or or what what happened. But tell us about the move. Basically, it, I decided to move to Utah because. I was looking at a bunch of colleges and not really like not down to go to school. I was in high school, like kind of not doing anything. I I would like get the grades my parents wanted me to, but I was not really like ever involved in school. I guess I was always like trying to find a way out of school. Um, and I started filming the football team in high school, which like got me a lot of like kind of time out of school and leniency with like assignments and stuff. So that was awesome. And then COVID happened and I was just like pretty left with nothing but filming and yeah, skiing and skateboarding. So filmed a full-length skate video filmed some ski 
skiing. And then I went out to Salt Lake. Well, actually, no, I, I flew into Portland to see Ryan Barrick. And uh, we were doing this, sh- this like deviation on the road thing. And uh, it was like we would drive his RV from Portland to Salt Lake and make a video. And yeah, I made the video, went to Salt Lake. It was super sick, like the ski scene there and everything. And I met my old roommate, Ty Snosowski. And uh, he he was just like, yeah, man, like, if you want to come back, like, you can come stay on the couch as long as you want. And I, like, I didn't know if he was serious, really. And then, yeah, I, like, I went back. Or, well, I, I, like, hit him up once. And he was like, yeah, you can come through whatever. And then I like, got a ticket out there. And then just like only had him on snapchat and then he i don't know why it felt so sketchy but like i don't think he responded until he like picked me up from the airport that like i could come stay and i was like 16 maybe and it it was like pretty like rogue move and then i was just out there chilling only had like one suitcase no clothes basically and uh like all my friends can say i like wore the same stuff for so long i had this mountain dew beanie that they all mentioned that i would wear every day but uh then i yeah i ended up standing on this couch for three months and then i was like all right yeah like i should just move here it's going well went well and during this time i'm I'm still in high school i'm i'm doing online school during covid so i go home for graduation and well i was actually like 60 assignments behind in english but she hooked it up because she knew i was like making videos and traveling which was super awesome but went home for graduation graduated hung out for a bit and then yeah drove back to utah started paying rent at ty's house and moved in with him and uh yeah yeah dude it's so funny this sounds like um just like those stories people tell about like young henrik coming over and it's like oh yeah all he had was like his skis and that's about it and that's it and he's just a little kid hanging out with all these older kids yeah and like at the time i had like no idea what was going on i was like in between of like filming like hollywood style kind of hd and camcorder and i was like riding like 160 gilsons because they were hooking me up like fat like they gave me like five pairs of skis because i was living in pennsylvania yeah but yeah i was just like not in tune with what was happening at all but all i had was skis in my camera and 
it was awesome. It was super yeah. fun to like just go for. It. So did being out in Salt Lake City get you more up to date on the culture and like have you dropped the Mountain Dew beanie and the Gilsons? <laughs> oh yeah. I am I don't mean to claim, but I'm far past where I was back then. <laughs> I will say Salt Lake culture is like a dual-edged sword, though. It can be great, and you can, like, really progress with it, or it can be, like, super toxic and, like, not a great place to, like, grow. Yeah. So, so a lot of people say that. So what's your view on it, on, like, Salt Lake? Because everyone, like, it's... A lot of people will say that about Salt Lake. They're like, ah, yeah, it's kind of shit here. So what was, what's was what been your experience with that? You feel like it's limiting in some ways more than it is helpful? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just way different than anything I've ever experienced. Like, growing up on the East Coast, I didn't, like, realize how close all the cities were to each other and mm-hmm. how how, like, you could swim and, like, go in water. Because, like, in Utah, you can't, like, really go in water and shit. And, yeah, I don't know. It It's, like, fine. I wouldn't see myself living there if there wasn't skiing to be done. But, yeah. Um, and I don't even know how much longer I'll live there. I, I would love to, like, move back to the East Coast, but still film skiing. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't totally know. Yeah, but I will say, like the cult, from like cultural standpoint, yeah, Salt Lake is really sick because everyone's like doing the same thing and skiing and going to these premieres and partying together and you're seeing all these people. But it's also you're doing everything that everyone else is doing and you're seeing everyone like and everyone's trying to like compete with each other and be the cooler person and like yeah and it's like it's fake because like not everyone is like the person they're like instagram portrays so yeah that's and like i don't know you like see who's an original person and like actually like real and then you see who's like kind of taken from that original person and like made it their thing. Yeah. That's, that's funny, man. It's like, it sounds like uh salt lake's like the Hollywood of, uh, of ski culture. Oh, for it, sure. And it's like, you go to park city and everyone's trying to like be on the fashion runway and outdo each other. And I mean, I do too. I put on the craziest kits, just go film and it's lit. I'm like, that's what I love to do. But everyone's everyone's like if baggy pants are baggy, then like everyone's wearing baggy pants. If everyone's wearing a capiche belt, everyone's wearing a capiche belt. And not not to say that's a bad thing. I just I like original people too. Yeah. Yeah. But the skiing at Park City is at such a high level, yet I I'll like see someone do a trick and then I'll see someone else like copy them two runs later. And I'm just like, can anyone like do something for themselves? And like, 
I get frustrated by it and that's yeah. why I try not to like be filming there all the time. Yeah. Well, but, especially if you're like, if you're creative, it's exhausting being around people that are just trying to, trying to capture whatever, like the, the trendiest current thing is. It's like, you just, I don't know. It doesn't really tap into that creative energy. It's kind of just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like you said, it's not original. Yeah. And it, it's like a great place because like yeah you're seeing so much inspiration but like no one's taking inspiration right now and making it an original thing they're Mm -hmm. just being like oh i'm inspired by this person i'm gonna just like be a clone of them (laughs) and like no no hate because i i love the way the culture is growing but i even see it with like filming and it's like people just be like i don't know trying to just like do exactly what me or osap do and that's fine because like we're inspired by people too but i want to see progression and new new things and yeah that's why i'm i have turned off my instagram for now so i can just kind of like be original with myself and like take inspiration from what's like around me and traveling and like what I'm viewing, not like just what's on Instagram and what's trending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else apart from like the traveling and just seeing the world, are you drawing inspiration from right now? Like, are you drawing it from any different mediums or sports or music movies, anything like that? Like anything outside of skiing that you're drawing inspiration from? Um, I'd say I take inspiration from, yeah, of course, all the things around me and the traveling, but I really enjoy going thrifting and just seeing the way things were made like previously and finding creativity in, in like old things. I listen to so much music I can link like my Spotify and SoundCloud for the people that are interested. Cause I don't know. I'm all, I always have the headphones on skiing and filming and I'm always just trying to like listen to the craziest thing in my head, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I'm on Pinterest a lot looking for inspiration of just like things as well. Cause yeah, I don't know. And also, I feel like maybe I'm not the person to be talking about this. Like, I'm not trying to claim that I'm, like, some grand artist. I film skiing, but I do feel like I'm a creative person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could be creative and not have a huge ego about it, you know? Like, it's it's fine to be creative and humble or just, you know, or be creative and be an asshole about it. You could be... Yeah, I, I just don't want people to think I'm, like, out here trying to talk about music when like i don't play music so like i don't really know music i just know what i like yeah and i guess that's all it comes down to is i feel like an original person because i like the things i like and i try not to like i take inspiration from things i like and some of those things might be what's popular but i don't try to just be like following all the trends yeah definitely well i think what you mentioned before about how you see you know you see it in skiing with people 
like you know when they're first starting they just copy somebody else's style if they start filming they just try to copy somebody else's style i think that's like the first step in finding your own voice like you see what works and then you just try to do that and then when you finally have the confidence or like the skill set then you could kind of blaze your own path for sure and like i i dealt with that so much because like i totally just like Growed up, was growing up and copied Ty Evans' current style, which mm-hmm. is Hollywood. And then I realized, like, it wasn't really me. Mm-hmm. And then I started hanging out with different people. OSAP taught me so much about camcorder style, and I got a lot of influence from him. And, like, I, I'll always give him credit for that. And we always talk about it. And we're always still working on videos together, which is so awesome. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at X Games together here in a few weeks. But now I feel like I'm at the point where people can recognize my video without my name on it. Well, I think you, like what I was, I was watching some of your edits. I think you have a very like collage style of filming and editing. I don't know if you'd describe it that way too, but like when I see your, like that, like if I just saw a video without obviously any context or like any credits and it was, and it was that collage style, the photo and photo and like all the, like, uh, like six different songs in one edit. Like that's, yeah. And and that's like, that's like my brain in a nutshell. Like people might not understand it or like it. Cause it's like, they're used to the standard, like, one to two songs like use the full song but the way my brain is it's like it's all over the place switching all the time and i can't just like set into one one thing like that and uh yeah i don't know i'm stoked on photography a lot too Mm. and including that into videos the best way i can is awesome and i i think yeah, Pinterest, like, if I was to make a video, it'd be, like, Pinterest, because it's just, like, a collage board of, like, all these different mm. feelings and moods going on. Dude, I feel like the video that does that best that you've done, that kind of, like, uh, I would say, like, best represents your style would be the Kimbo Friendship video. And I love it, because, like, we, I feel like you and me might have a similar uh, taste in music just based off that edit, but, like, there's so many different types there's just so many different things going on and like you'll have Lil uzi one second and then like billy joel like a a moment later and like it's just uh yeah i feel like that edit really sums it up thank you yeah i i i would agree with that and i think just with the way skiing is and like trying to progress skiing, like capturing all these people, all these original people for who they are. Mm-hmm. That's like the best way I find to do it. And like at Kimbo, you have all these big personalities and all these different people coming together. And I feel like that's why it's so like all over the place is because it is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that I've encountered with the podcast as well is like you, if you want to best succeed in showcasing someone as they are, you have to just accept them as they are. You can't be like, Oh, well, why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it that way? Like to get the essence of them, 
you have to just accept it and be like, all right, that's who this person is. That you don't have to you don't compare them to anybody else. It's like this is just this is who they are, and uh, it's hard yeah, to let go of one. Like, like put them I in love box. like I love creating a contrast of like who someone is to what is shown, but also showing someone for who they are is such like a awesome thing. And like, for me, in my mind, that's like Henrik, like, I love putting him to like, like some crazy rock music or something that like, he wouldn't really be like maybe listening to all the time. But at the same time, like, that classic like hip hop feel with him is just it's him. So that's like when it feels the best. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in order for like the rock music to, to land, you need to, like, you need to know who Henrik is and then recognize that the rock music is the opposite of what he is. But that's what, like, that's what makes it well, interesting. It, it's like, it almost goes full circle. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so opposite, but he has so much appreciation for that as well because there's so much influence in that in the hip-hop music he's listening to yeah it gets sampled in the hip-hop songs and like yeah henrik henrik has great knowledge about music i've talked to him a lot about it and it, it goes way past like griselda and west side gun and what what people like see online you know yeah that's wild dude so okay we gotta get back to this because people yeah. i mean the filmers the filmers are dying to know this like the aspiring filmers how did you make that leap from being like just a normal everyday kid that really didn't probably didn't know much to like filming with henrik and making like armada team edits and like making just like some of the hottest videos like what was that progression like or was there like a big breakout like how did you make that jump Hmm. yeah i'm not totally sure like i think i just like put my mind into like i'm gonna bring something different to skiing and people are either gonna like it and appreciate it or it's gonna like go nowhere Mm mm-hmm and I think I just like came in at a good time after COVID and people were like just ready to see something new. And yeah, I, I would also just say I'm very like social person and everyone I meet becomes a friend and like, I don't really try to have any enemies in my life. And like, I really value like the relationships and friendships in my life. So just, yeah. But I really, I, I also feel like I did grind for it too. Like, I don't want to discredit myself. Like I, I was filming Jed, Jed introduced me to Walker, Walker introduced me to Quinn or something. And then steady filming Quinn like trying to like make like get people to see it and then yeah Quinn put me on pretty big and brought me to X Games and I got to meet so many people and I had the best time with him and he actually ended up winning Knuckle Luck, which was the event he was there for 
and that that really just like put our relationship in a good place because yeah there's just so much like good stuff going on there and armada saw the video we made from there and like what everyone on the team had been saying and then I got the opportunity from Corey Stanton, who's OG Armada filmer, filmed a lot of like Tanner's old projects and has a, has a lot of big projects and skiing from the past. Uh, he gave me the opportunity to come out and to Sweden and film the Armada team week, which was a huge thing for me because I got to meet like, b-dog and henrik and everyone was so awesome Mm -hmm. and so that's when you made all those connections was out there yeah that that's when i made all the armada related connections i made a lot at at x games too Mm -hmm. and i don't know it was kind of just a blur i was making i was just pumping out videos as much as i could and like trying to like really find what i liked while also like still just trying to like film my homies mm-hmm. yeah because like yeah can i tap in on on something yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah w- when i moved to salt lake like i didn't have a car i didn't have shit like me and my best friend kyle would just fucking take the bus to spots actually there's we made the first video I made in Salt Lake was called Capital Punishment with our crew, the pedestrians, because we were just like walking or driving to spots on the bus. And uh, yeah, I'm still super stoked on that project just because of like the realness and the connection I have to it, because it's all like my best friends from Pennsylvania. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just cool to like come from taking the bus to spots to then like getting flown to Sweden to go shoot with the Armada team. It was like, yeah. and it was all in the same year, which is like a big shift for me. That's insane. So when you were like, I know that like creative people have this issue, especially like when people are first starting out. Like you progress so fast yeah. at the beginning that like you it's almost discouraging because you'll look at your stuff from like a month ago and be like, damn, that was so whack. And it's like embarrassing that it's out. And then, and then like a month later, you're like, Oh, the shit I was doing a month ago is whack now because like it just moves so fast. Like, did you struggle with that at all at first? Oh yeah. Like I still do. Cause I still feel like I'm progressing at, at such a fast pace. I haven't been putting much out because I've just been like, maybe feeling that progression more than ever of like, mm. Oh, like this shit sucks. So mm. I don't even put it out, but yeah, I don't know. It was definitely like, I would watch the X games video like two weeks after and be like, damn, like why did I just like do that <laughs> or something? Or like, why is the colors like this? But all that led to like, a lot more knowledge and just trying things like made me grow a lot. But, mm-hmm. uh, 
I, I don't know. I still love all those videos because they all, all, all my videos to me are like a time capsule. It's never, I'm never like going out really to make an edit. I'm like going to like capture the time and how I was feeling in that moment. Mm. Like to me, the Kimbo video isn't like really an edit. Like I, I know it's ski focused, but it's more about like all the feelings of that week and the people around me. Yeah. No, that that comes through in that video too. Yeah. yeah. It's like a scrapbook. I think that's what a lot of people honestly get frustrated about my videos and make me overthink is I'm never really like trying to make like a ski video, a classic like ski video. I'm trying to like capture these emotions and these people around me and like everything around me in like an, artistic way but some people just want to see skiing mm-hmm. and that's totally fine like i'm hyped on skiing but i'm more hyped on like the people around me and capturing that and yeah. a lot a lot of the things i hear is just like uh too much b-roll or too much this and that and it's like that's totally fine because to me, it's a time capsule and people look back and be like way more hyped on like, I don't know, the moments that we were sharing together than maybe the 540 that was done on the jump. So yeah, at least in my head. And like when I watch old skate videos, I'm like way more hyped on like the hijinks of things and like those moments and the music, honestly, than like the skating like i'm hyped on the skating but like yeah i don't know just like that air costs and getting getting his wallet stolen is like the most memorable thing to me like that clip is just so legendary yeah dude damn yeah it is true because at a certain point like the skiing is just i mean there's something sometimes there are stuff that is truly groundbreaking and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I just watched that. But when you've watched enough and I'm sure when you've filmed enough, you're like, yeah, like I've seen this before or I've seen something similar enough to this. And I like that. I think that's why I like your videos. Cause it's like, all right, I've seen skiing before. I want to see, so I want to see like the pe- like the personality with it. I want to like know what the vibe was like. I want to just, or just, I want to watch something funny. Where it's like, damn, that skit, like, I think Owen does it great with, like, the stupid skits yeah. that Magma's been, like, those are, they're, like, they're good, but because it's, like, cringy and funny and, like, and they're not that good, you know? And that's the same thing as skate videos, oh, whenever but, skaters but do that. Like, yeah, it's comedy. Yeah. Like, the church one was, like, going to be so memorable. And, yeah. like, I don't know, OSAP does it the best. And, yeah, I... I don't know. I I have seen skiing so much and I think that's another thing is like the skiing I'm putting in the videos, that's the skiing that should be seen. Yeah. But of course there's all these other tricks that could go in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the skiing that's in it is what like matters just just as much as the funny moment that yeah. happened. And the funny moment might only be funny to the people that were there. But in 10 years, me and those people will look back and be like, damn, that's still funny. (laughs) 
don't really care. I'm just like super hyped that like I have been able to be successful and make a career out of mm. out of doing that and not just having to like go film trick 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 and like make the craziest trick at it. I can like go capture a different perspective. And I think that's like why I X Games is one of my favorite things. It's so there's such a high focus on the competition and the tricks, but there's so much personality and fun and funny stuff going on there to be captured. Dude, at, it it's such a great environment. Dude, just be I mean, this is where I met you. Like just being on the, the big air knuckle during practice is yeah. one of the best spots to be in all of skiing. It's so funny. It's like one of the worst, like most toxic places, because there's just all these like dickhead coaches who are like just <laughs> way too like not stoked on skiing. Yeah. To like be at a ski event. Yeah, like they're all business. So, like then... I'm like shirtless on the knuckle filming, like <laughs> super hyped to just be like kind of making a a joke of X games that I'm like shirtless on their knuckle, like <laughs> just kind of messing around and that I can do that. Dude, it's kind of wild too. Like when they were doing uh knuckle huck practice and Henrik would drop, bro, you would skate over and get like inches away from him on the knuckle. Meanwhile, every other coach and filmer is like basically pressed against the fence and you're like, just getting right in the middle, almost getting hit by everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, there's this clip where Quinn goes over my skis on accident. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, like, I'm really, I'm really in it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. The coaches, I'm always battling on the knuckle. Yeah. Everywhere. Even here, like, I, I went to Pankin today and the Czech team is there and their coaches are on the knuckle. And, like, for some reason, it, it affects the vibe so much. They take up so much room and they're always just like, right where like you kind of want to be yeah but yeah i don't know it's, x games knuckle is one of the biggest competitions of the year i'll say yeah <laughs> that's the new that's the new competition for x games it's who can control the knuckle the most <laughs> during practice during practice yeah <laughs> and i i hope i can be a gold medalist this year dude i think you're a contender for sure like literally it was you osap and jossie wells filming next to each other and you had the biggest physical presence out of the three of you which is crazy yeah, I, don't, I don't know osap's mustache carries a lot of weight yeah <laughs> oh that's funny bro so okay so i got a couple questions I think just just aspiring filmers will want to know. So, are, at this point, are you making enough money to su fully support your life just strictly off of filming? Like, yes. is this a, okay? So, this is a viable career path. It is a viable career path. I would not necessarily say it's like an accessible viable career path. Mm. Like, I feel very fortunate and lucky that I've gotten myself into a position where I can make a career out of it. But I know a lot of talented filmers that like can't just because of like either who they're filming or 
just like they don't know enough people but like their videos could even be better than mine mm-hmm. but they still are like not it's not their full job and some people don't even want it as their full job you know because mm-hmm. it takes away from the passion part of it yeah but for me i'm fortunate enough to like go film my friends and make the career i want out of it yeah that's so and, tight like honestly it all comes down to armada like they've really put a lot of trust in me and given me like more support than like i i can even like know because mm. they they lace me up good contract yearly so yeah it, it's a good deal yeah and i can still film like whatever i want it's, yeah so yeah, i mean you touched on a little bit trust my vision and that like i like armada so that's like who i rock with yeah yeah so you briefly mentioned it but like do you feel like it being your career has messed up the passion side of it for you or are you still super passionate about it there's been times where it's messed it up not like messed it up but it's just like put a different pressure or artistic like uh block on it because it's like I got the opportunity to go to New Zealand this year with Exit and Jed uh, for our Tarics. And I'm super hyped on everything we did and the project we made, but just like the music rights associated with like filming for proper companies and not just for passion, like not being able to use any music I want really did affect like how happy I was with the project. Yeah. That's a dude. I feel like that's a huge limiting factor when you actually start making money is like, you can't just use any song you want. You have to use some like whack royalty free or like the, or the company has to like pay for the rights to it and they might not be willing to do it. And yeah, but I've been like meeting some really talented people and tour mod and uh Cotty gomez i don't know if you're familiar with either of them but i'm sure some of the listeners are they they're both big skiers these days and they both make beats that i love to use in the videos and uh my friend kyle he he's in a band so that's pretty sweet because yeah. i grew up with him so their music is great yeah i got uh so i got something else and I don't know, I feel like this is important to some people. It's not as important to me, but like, do you have a general workflow for like filming and editing? Like, are you big on organizing your clips? Do you leave everything disorganized? Like, do you have a certain preference? For like, do you choose the song before you start editing? Like what's your general workflow for that sort of thing? Yeah, I would say OSAP and everyone around me would hate me for this because I'm the most unorganized person with the footage. I, if I took a picture of like my hard drive, it wouldn't make sense to no one. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense to me. Most days I'm, I'm like looking on snap memories to see like, Oh, what day did I film? And I have to like search it in. Cause my clips are like dated, but, uh, 
yeah in sense in terms of that workflow not the best i can get organized if any brands are listening like i i can perform but uh and then in terms of like editing i'm like i'm pretty rogue I'll, i'll like put the clips in put some crazy music that i was listening to today realize i don't like it like eight times change the songs and like yeah i just i'll like put like eight songs in a in a timeline and then put some clips in and whatever like kind of lands is what i i go with mm-hmm. but sometimes i have like a super specific vision of like i i hear this song and i know like the clips i want with it mm-hmm. and like yeah i can definitely like go out and film and be like like knowing how it's gonna go because like now i'm at the point where like i i know the way i film i know the clips i'm gonna have and i know like what i want to fill it in and i make sure i get all that so it's easy to edit like Mm -hmm. i know i want these like funny moments in it so i'm gonna be like filming all the time i don't just want tricks so i'm gonna film more than that yeah what's your like preferred environment for editing are you uh like do you sit in your room with all the lights off and like 10 monitors in front of you? Or are you like editing on the go? Do you, and the other thing too, is like when you start a project, do you keep going until it's done or do you like split it up over a few days? Yeah, this is, this is rogue. Uh, I'm never like, I never have found the like way to edit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it usually is like, I'll get it like 40% done and feel like it's almost done and realize I have like way more work to do and then be like, Oh yeah. Like this is going to premiere tomorrow. We have our premiere tomorrow. Oh yeah. Like a bunch of people are coming. Oh, is the video exported or done? No, (laughs) it never is. And like in New Zealand, I had a premiere for the Hazard movie this year, and I couldn't figure out how to export it, so I had to play it out of Premiere at the premiere. <laughs> and I had just edited for like thirteen hours straight to finish it. Yeah. Oh, so you'll go so, all, you'll go all in one rip if you need to. Like you'll sit down if, if I need to. But I love like going skiing or like doing these things that like change my mindset and my perspective and then coming to it when it feels right. Yeah. But that's why I sometimes like it might never come. Like I honestly have this video of the whole Harlow team from New Zealand from two years ago, that super heater and it's going to come out and it's going to do well. And like, be a really sick one to put out but i just haven't fully like felt the full thing yet to like put it out and like i know that's upsetting to like them and a lot of other people but i want to like i i feel this pressure that since it is henrik and like this video that could have such like a everlasting like 
watch watchability and stuff that I want it to be like at least perfect in my mind when it comes up. Mm-hmm. So, but keep keep a heads up for that one because maybe it'll come out. Yeah. So when you feel like a video's done, are you saying like that's when you like it's the best that it could be, or like what's that feeling like for you when you think that something's ready to come out? Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. It, I think the moment I know when I want to post the video is if I can make like four Instagram square sized postable things that I'm hyped on and, and watch the video through like three times and be like, all right, yeah, we're like, I'm going to just mm-hmm. post it before I change my mind. And then I just post it. And usually people are hyped on it. So, <laughs> so the Instagram- I won't watch it for two or three weeks while everyone is telling me, yo, just watched it. That's when I don't watch it. And then I'll go back like three months later and be like, yo, like this is sick. And like, if I randomly found this video, I'd be hyped to watch it. Yeah. That's a cool evaluation of it. So the Instagram rollout is part of your creative process of being like, all right, yeah, this checks out. For sure. I, I just, I think that's one thing that I like try and do differently is my rollout with the Instagram stuff. I like, I'm always trying to make different edits for Instagram than what is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll make like four or five edits in a swipe post that aren't what's in the YouTube video. And if like they're I just like used that, to promo the the yeah. actual video, yeah. Well, and it it's like making my Instagram like an art gallery or something. Like I I I only do the swipe posts really, or I try to. Mm-hmm. I I want to make sure I'm like posting like a the highest quality Instagram post I can. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like like I could just post like a sixteen and be like, yo fire edit drop on the youtube and like maybe one day i will when i'm just like ready to like be posting on instagram (laughs) but when i post it's gonna be like a full post that people like will come back to like i i talk to people and they always come back to that there's this post from sweden and it's this edit of of uh easy panda and people always are telling me they go back to that or they go back to this tour mod edit or like anything yeah and and that i guess that's what i'm like looking for on instagram it's like i don't i don't want it to just be relevant for like the moment it's in i'd love for people to like go back and watch it because that's why i make youtube videos it's like for people to re-watch it and like the time capsule thing but mm. instagram is like the current platform so i'm trying to like conform to that i don't really prefer to just like be posting like crap or reels or like honestly things that would benefit my career and make me gain followers and 
all my friends are like, oh, you can post reels like once a day and grow your following. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could. But you don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. And that's why I'm so thankful for like my support at Armada and other companies that I get to work with because they aren't worried about me just like posting reels. Mm-hmm. They can post the reels and they know I'll, I'll post what I do. And you like what I found is like it does do well and like the engagement on the posts are high. So, yeah, dude, wild. Do you have any so, uh... dropping a lot of like maybe crap about just Instagram? But I don't know, dude. It's like I'm telling you, these any aspirational filmers like gonna be hanging on all your words for this. You gotta. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe maybe I'll go back into the career thing just briefly. But uh, yeah, yeah. It it's totally like something you can make happen you just have to like want to make it happen you can't just like honestly you can't just smoke weed and ski at the park every day and like just film fisheye and think your shit's like the sickest you have to like there's way more to it than just the filming like it goes it you have to be like a person that can meet people make friends and like talk to people and be around people for like an extended amount of time and know how to work with all different types of people and not bother them kind of Mm. and like i don't know i'm not the best at making deadlines and and like all all those things but what makes up for it is like the way i am able to communicate to people and like try and make people understand my vision with things Mm. and any i feel like anyone can make a career out of filming skiing it's just a matter of like will you allow yourself to will you put in like the extra effort to do that and like will you take the risk of moving because I couldn't have made it in skiing from Pennsylvania. And I know that. And I just had to like take the risk and not have any money for a few years. Mm-hmm. To, like do it. And you can't like hold yourself above anyone. You have to like really see everyone as a valuable person and every relationship as equal and any opportunity you have just take it at least when you're starting out because that's the only way to grow and i don't know people talk and if if you're equal to everyone else they'll be good to you i feel like Mm -hmm. i i thought of this and it's uh it's helped me in my career so i want to see if you've done the same thing do you ask for your opportunities or do you wait till they're presented like with Armada, for example, like, do you approach them and say, Hey, I would love to do X, Y, and Z or like Kimbo, for example, I think Kimbo's a good one. Cause it's just, you're reaching out to him. Like, are you asking for those opportunities or are you waiting until those opportunities are, are presented to you? I'm, I'm a constant asker. <laughs> Me too. Which is like <laughs> a, a good thing and a bad thing. It's like, 
I will ask it and ask for things and be like, fuck, like maybe this month I asked for way too many things. It's like Armada, like, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I don't know if I can talk about this yet, but they're, they're doing some stuff. Yeah. But basically, I was just like, just asking. I was like, want to send me to Europe like tomorrow? And <laughs> they're like, for what? And I was like, I just need to go film with Danny and like get things started. And like, I don't know. You can. It's like that quote where, like, you take a hundred percent of, you know, the one you, where Wayne Gretzky, yeah. you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah, so I'm just trying to take as many shots as I can. Yeah, and uh, usually it works out. And if someone's like trying to say no, that's more motivation for me to be like, all right, you said no, but I'm gonna go do it. And then you're going to like realize, oh yeah, like word. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty, it, it is like a pretty known thing that I don't ask or like, I, maybe I'm not an asker. I'm kind of like a doer. And then mm-hmm. I, I'll ask, I'm definitely asking for like opportunities with, with things, but like, Level one had their rail jam at Brighton. And like, of course I could hit up Connor and be like, yo, can I like get a media pass, whatever. But I just showed up and started filming and like walking wherever I wanted. And he was, <laughs> he wasn't very hyped. I'll, I'll just say that. And like, that's fine. But I was also like, this is our local resort kind of. And like, I'm a film wherever I want. And yeah. Like you're showing up to our home mountain. I'm like, yeah. I'm not asking you for permission to film where I ride. <laughs> yeah. And so then I just did it. And like, obviously I could have been like, I'm not even going to say it's like a respectful thing to do is to ask for the media pass. Cause to me, it, it, that isn't like a respect thing, but then like, yeah, it was kind of bummed. And then, ended up like DMing me and was like, yeah, can I like get, get the footage and we'll Venmo. And I, I was down. Cause like, I'm not trying to like be out here causing problems. I'm not trying to be out here causing problems, but I do like kind of push my limits sometimes. Yeah. And it, it, it's always like, I always feel like I'm right. I'm always like, I'm big on like asking for forgiveness and not for permission. So me too. dude. It's yeah. I mean, why wait for Connor to give you permission to film at your home island when, and, and then the edit that you put out level P was way better. And I mean, I'm sure they're not trying to be funny, but like it was better than any of their recap videos. So it's like, you're almost doing them a favor by making like the, the hotter edit. Yeah, and and I uh, think I put it out before theirs. That's probably why he was tight. <laughs> I don't know. Connor Connor's great, and he does a lot. Oh shit! I probably shouldn't eat yet. Um, <laughs> no, Connor Connor is great though, and he does a lot for skiing. And 
I have a lot of respect for what he does at level one and stuff. So it's nothing against him. It's just who I am. I just always feel like I'm out here, like trying to do something like maybe I shouldn't, but it's like, it's for the good. Yeah. I all, it's always hood. It's always at hood at Mount hood. I'm always like low key pushing the boundaries and maybe it's cause I'm with Sammy C and he's like, from there and kind of is like yeah like we can push it but i'm always like (laughs) just just pushing my luck a little and like i'm sure all this will catch up to me but i'm always trying to just make an opportunity for myself by doing something more yeah so yeah and that's all it is it's nothing like with malicious intent to like disrespect people yeah or anything damn i love that dude i love that all right so i'm gonna i'll we'll wrap it up uh we don't have any viewer questions for this but i will ask something that people wonder what's it like filming with henrik like what's he like behind the scenes when he's trying to land a trick and and get the shot like is he does he want to be left alone like are you just the are you know are you uh, no. talking to him like what's good with henrik he he's like big on the on the vibes and like getting the vibe right i'd say and like i don't know he definitely wants to be like interacting with you like he'll be serious and like want to like get his shit but he'll definitely be like all right, Igor is what he calls me. He's like, all right, Igor, like, we're about to get it for real. And, like, we have, like, our own, like, language, per se, that we've, like, came up with with each other and that he uses with all of his friends. And, like, he titles his videos, like, Bershino, and, like, that's something, like, so I was like, what's up, Bershino? Like... I'm not going to give away any of his slang, but yeah, he, he is big on like all that. And the Henrik you see is the Henrik that is Henrik. Like there's, it's not just for a camera. It's not for anything. Like I have him on Snapchat and like, he'll send me like the funniest stuff that I know he isn't trying to be funny, but I just find it funny. <laughs> that's that's wild i mean i've heard so much on this podcast so far so many like behind the scenes stories and i honestly think that having henrik on snapchat is like the surprisingly one of the more impressive things i've ever heard for some reason <laughs> it's just mad funny yeah, i was like chilling in the in the gondola the other day and i i was like oh shit new snapchat from henrik it's a video yeah and he's like what's up roshino it's snowlings in andorra we got the tube over here like we about to get a sesh give thanks and praises to the lord rastafari like it was such a crazy snap to receive but it like it has like such positive energy in it yeah but honestly like all the people i film with are always like sending me some funny stuff like sammy sammy carlson is always like in the dms on like 
some photo of what he's doing or like his hot tub like he <laughs> loves that and like yeah all everyone i film with is like my friend and that's like a a, a major thing of mine is like filming my friends or at least like making the person i'm filming my friend yeah then then it doesn't feel like that business thing that we had been talking about yeah that's awesome bro damn all right we'll we'll round it out you got anything you want to leave us off with crazy story for the road yeah that's a crazy story for the road close us up all right crazy story that probably a good amount of people have heard by now but on on that trip to sweden first time ever going to europe i show up to the airport they're like oh yeah like your covid vaccine like isn't valid you have to go get a covid test and like my flight was in like two hours or something so i get this rapid test it's like three hundred dollars that was fried already then i get on my flight and miss my connection in in paris so then i just have like a night i go to the eiffel tower i'm big chilling it's lit and then i like go to get on my flight at like 5 a.m the next morning and they're like oh like you can't bring your carry-on suitcase like the plane's too small or something and i had already had it through security the day before so then i had to leave my suitcase with like all my clothes at the airport and then yeah finally paris to sweden land and i'm already like a day late to this for my first team shoot like i'm so excited to like go meet the team and i had like missed the shuttle because i missed my flight and then because it's like four hours from Stockholm to to Clappen where the shoot was. So then I get on this train. I'm like, oh, we're going to be chill. And the biggest fire in Sweden history goes down right next to the train tracks. So the train stops for like five hours. And I have no idea what's going on. It it's all just in Swedish in the announcements and everything. I like checked snap map and I was like, Oh fuck. Like right where I am is like this huge fire. So like five hours go by and eventually we like ride by it and it's still on fire. It's like this recycling facility and it looks like call of duty. It's like the craziest scene ever. And then yeah, I don't know. I had like so many bags with me too. And I, I then I took a taxi and a bus and it was just like the craziest first experience in Europe traveling. And I was like, I'm never fucking coming back to Europe. This is like actually horrible. <laughs> I showed up like two or three days late, no clothes. And then just like <clears throat> had two days of the shoot and just like went, went in and filmed like as much as possible <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you, you included that one for us your first trip in europe that's yeah. uh that's, that's, classic. <laughs> that's a classic e-cook origin story right there yeah 
<laughs> All right, where could uh, the Instagram is disabled right now? Where do you want to? Uh, where do you want to direct people to stay in touch with you? Stay in touch, or just keep up yeah, to date yeah, on what's you, good. You can hit my Snapchat at ecooks or the YouTube is about to go off. I'm about to have so much stuff dropping on there. It's uh, at ecook on on YouTube. You can find it pretty easily, or at Hazard Network on on YouTube. There will be some stuff dropping on there too, and uh, yeah. As soon as I start dropping videos, the Instagram will probably come back. So get ready for the comeback, I'll say. I'm not going to like claim it because that's kind of whack, but the comeback to the Instagram is going to be heavy, I feel like. <laughs> Word. Well, th- dude, thank you for uh, your time. This was sick. Yeah, of course. I'd love to get on again. We'll get We'll get into some deep stories of of all these travels and trips sometime. Yeah, word.